0: Connor Phillips may have just delivered the performance of the year for the Cincinnati Reds on Monday night. I'll tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr. I am a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan that has turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk some Reds with you. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every single day. Shout out to the everydayers out there. Thank you for making you uh, making me part of your day. You are what makes this show go. Coming up on today's Locked On Reds, Connor Phillips announced himself in a big way, the biggest way that I think he possibly could. That was an amazing performance by Connor Phillips. And we've got to talk about where it fits into the season and how Connor Phillips fits in to the rest of the season and to next year's plan as well. Also, the Reds made a flurry of roster moves that includes some not-so-good news for Graham Ashcraft, some good news for Matt McLean. And um, we say goodbye to a couple of guys we just said hello to. Goodbye, hello, goodbye, hello. You know, all that good stuff. Plus, later on in the show, I want to talk about uh, some comments that Joey Votto made uh, that is pertaining to whether or not he's going to return next year. Before we get to all of that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Apologize, voice is a little on the fritz today. I You know, yelling at the Bearcats and the Bengals over the weekend doesn't necessarily make it easy to podcast on Monday and Tuesday. But here we are because I'm excited. Connor Phillips stepped up and delivered the start of the season. I'm going to lay out why he did that because look at what the Reds have done in the month of September. The starting rotation has been really the thing that the Reds are winning in spite of. It's not been the reason that the Reds have been good all year long really and September's been no uh, exception. In fact, Connor Phillips going 7 innings last night was the longest start that the Reds have had since August 22nd, which by the way, Graham Ashcraft delivered and we'll talk a little bit more about him coming up in a few minutes, but when it comes to the performance on Monday night, Connor Phillips, he allowed 2 earned runs, both of those were solo home runs on only 3 hits. He only allowed one walk, and he had seven strikeouts. He was ahead in the count all night long. Dude pitched with so much confidence, you'd have thought that he'd done this before. And by done this before, I meant pitched well before. His first two starts, he admitted to, you know, in the postgame, he admitted his second start was worse than his first start. He was going backwards. He did not like the performances that he was putting out there, especially... In the second one, he had a lot of walks. There was a lot of three ball counts. Didn't face that so much this time around. In fact, he only threw 93 pitches in seven innings. That's phenomenal. That's the kind of start that really gets you fired up. And I, t- I, I tweeted this to, at the end of the game, or at the end of his start anyway, whenever the Reds went to the bullpen in the eighth inning. I was just like, man, I cannot express how excited I am about this start because it comes at such a crucial time. The Reds aren't getting Nick Lodolo back. The Reds aren't getting Graham Ashcraft back. We'll talk about why here in a few minutes. Um, Andrew Abbott is really starting to hit a wall. Brandon Williamson might not be that far behind. They, they seem to manage him as though he is there with Andrew Abbott as far as you know hitting the the proverbial wall of his rookie season. So the fact that Connor Phillips gives this kind of performance and hopefully something he can continue to deliver because he did this in the minor leagues. He strikes out a lot of people. He misses a lot of bats. And if he can limit the walks, that is how he limits the damage. He's going to get hit, Uh, you know, with the homers and the things like that. As long as nobody's on base, that's fine. That was the thing we said about Tyler Malley, Luis Castillo would give up some home runs from now and then. It just happens guys catch a hold of a pitch and and, and the pitch that he threw to Royce Lewis. I remember too, was a very nice pitch. He had just surprised Royce Lewis with a slider that broke into the zone and Lewis was not expecting it. And so he followed it up with a fastball that was kind of up and in, maybe a little bit out over the plate, but it was kind of up and in and Lewis just turned on it and killed it. Sometimes the hitter just finds the pitch. It just happens. But the fact that Connor Phillips pitched so well in this scenario where, and, and he even said it after the game, he didn't know he was going to be starting for Cincinnati until uh, Sunday night. He, he he found out Sunday night, came up to Cincinnati, and started on Monday. And the way that the Reds have had to manage this pitching staff that is just so hurt and so many different injuries that are going on and so many different uh, – Things, I mean, think about the the opening day starting rotation. They talked about this. Uh, Gordon Whitmire talked about this in the inquiry. The opening day starting rotation was Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Luis Sessa, and Connor Overton. Hunter Green is the only one of that group that is still with the team. I mean, well, I mean is still active on the active roster. Lodolo and Ashcraft obviously still with the team. I think Connor Overton is as well. He's just on the injured list. But... Still, still like, when you talk about a team having four out of its five starting pitchers from opening day no longer on the active roster, and you're in a playoff spot, which, by the way, the Reds are, because they're in a tie with the Cubs and they hold the tiebreaker with the Cubs, that's phenomenal. And it just speaks to what the rest of the team has done. But Connor Phillips is just the latest rookie to step up and put up some huge, put up a huge performance. I mentioned he missed a lot of bats. He had 11 swings and misses on Monday night. The reason that that's significant is that his last start, right before he was sent down to AAA, he got one swing and miss, just one. You remember, I every day was, remember when I remember when we talked about that start, I was just like, man, that's kind of hard to do, right? Like you figure a, a hitter would swing and miss it one or two pitches or maybe even three. He only had one in that start. This one, he had 11 and he averaged 96 and a half miles an hour on his fastball. Pretty solid. He was routinely hitting 98 on his fastball. He was controlling it very well. There, there were some times where he was way outside the zone and uh, there were a couple of pitches where, you know, hitters got out of the way, He might've hit them, but overall, he was effectively wild. I I say he has control. He didn't have a ton of command. but The command that he had worked perfectly for him. The slider was missing bats, which it's called a sweeper on StatCast. And he threw his curveball very sparingly. He really was a two-pitch pitcher. He threw eight curveballs on the night. But his fastball and his slider worked to perfection. And the key for me, if you saw this and if you didn't see this, he was confident on the mound he knew when he stepped on the rubber he was going to get you out whoever that hitter was that was stepping up to the plate he was going to get him out and sure he still gave up a couple of homers but at the end of the day like I think he left this start feeling like a big league pitcher I don't know that I could say that about his first two starts and really that's what we had said if you're an everyday you know like we we talked about Connor Phillips and we said man he's got all the talent in the world got a lot of potential ahead of him but I think he was called up early it was a necessity thing. The Reds had to call him up at that point. And he kind of floundered through those first two starts. He flourished in this third start. And for me, look, we we can debate, and we'll probably have this debate in the postseason, or, you know, after the season's over. But um, was that the start of the year? Because I think it was. I think Connor Phillips gave us the start of the season. Of the season. And it couldn't have come at a better time because the Reds announced a flurry of roster moves, which included bad news for one Graham Ashcraft. We'll also have some good news about Matt McClain, though. That's coming up next. Before we talk about that, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is LinkedIn. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold calling clients waste the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when sellers are using outdated information. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that takes your customers' data and turns it into comprehensive, high quality buyer data with real time insights into the needs of your customers. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to become top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates and larger deals. This is called deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform. It's called the LinkedIn sales navigator right now. You can try the LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on that's linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. Remember that if you can't be down at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. On the SXM app, just search the word Reds, and you'll hear Tommy and the Cowboy or Tommy and Chris Welsh or Tommy and Jim Day or whoever's going to be on the radio broadcast. They're going to be on SiriusXM if you can't be like me. and I'm going to be down at the ballpark tonight watching this bullpen day Uh, that's, that's definitely what we're going to be covering on the next lockdown Reds podcast. So every day is make sure you check that out because we got another bullpen day coming. Fernando Cruz is supposed to start on Tuesday night. Um, I believe it's going to go this way. It's going to be Fernando Cruz for maybe an inning, maybe two, if it's super efficient, then you're going to have Sam mall for an inning. And after Darth mall, you're going to have Ben lively and hopefully Ben lively can keep it in the ballpark enough and give the Reds about four or five innings, and then you're talking about you know seven, and if everything goes right, maybe even eight innings covered, and then hopefully the Reds are ahead, and you see Alexis Diaz in the ninth because they didn't have to use him last night. It's, it's an amazing thing. I'm, I'm sure the bullpen like looked at each other and was like, "Wait a minute, we had a starter go seven innings. What are we supposed to do? We we just we're just gonna watch. We're gonna watch the rest of the game. Okay, I'm not used to that." It was a nice off-die for most of the bullpen. Alex Young and uh, Derek Law were the only two guys to pitch out of the bullpen. you got to love that. Um, and, 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 you know, as all these roster moves happen, uh, make sure that you're uh, joining me on subtext. we got a free 14-day trial today. If you text Go Reds to 513 597 and you're going to get my insights all throughout the day. Uh, as as you're going to get texts from me, you can text me your questions, your thoughts, your 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 feelings about different Reds roster moves or different things that are going on during the game. Again, text GOREDS to 513-597-0944. All right, on a team that's been, I, I mean, really it's being awarded by multiple uh, outlets. I know that I've seen The Athletic, I'm pretty sure. Baseball America has done this. I think MLB pipeline has done this, but everybody's saying that the best group of rookies resides in Cincinnati. Duh. Was anyone else even running for that? Like the reds wiped the floor with the rest of the league. As far as their group of rookies is so much better than anybody else. Anybody. But when it comes to the youngsters, they're going to have to continue to step up because we got some bad news about Graham Ashcraft. He's done for the year. The Reds moved him to the 60-day injured list as he is going to have surgery on his right big toe to uh, repair or or fix or whatever's going on with the stress reaction. I've heard that term too much this season, stress reaction. Between Nicoladolo and now Graham Ashcraft, apparently it's something that our pitchers are having difficulties with, stress reaction. And I'm not sure what they officially said, uh, Hunter Green. I know it was a hip thing, but if it was a stress reaction in your hip, that sounds really bad. I don't know. Stress reaction, I'm probably going to have nightmares about that all season, all offseason long. Uh, but Graham Ashcraft, he is done. He's not going to be able to pitch in the playoffs either. Uh, so I hate to see that. But he was moved to the 60-day injury list so that they could officially put Connor Phillips on the 40-man. He wasn't actually on the 40-man, when he pitched those first two times because of the different COVID-related issues and the COVID-related rules that the Reds still were able to take advantage of. Those are really only the holdovers from those COVID-related rules where the roster uh, manipulations that you can do if you put players on the COVID-IL because he technically was not on the forty day. Now, on the 40-man. Now, he got service time and all that other stuff, so it's not... It's not a thing of like, oh hey, the Reds aren't you know it's some weird way of manipulating service time that's not that, but uh, that uh, you know Ashcraft moving to the sixty day opened up the spot for Connor Phillips. The Reds also put Harrison Bader on the ten day injured list. he has a right groin strain. I wonder a little bit about this move because feels like the entire year the Reds and I think it's only been since June, but the Reds have had Kirk Casale on the injured list for one reason or another. And I think it's kind of like one of those things like, we respect you as a player, we, we like you as a dude, but we don't really like you on the active roster or anything like that, so something. I don't know. There's probably some loophole there's a taking advantage of, but Harrison Bader on the 10-day IL. And one, uh, oh, so two other guys, Carson Spires was sent down to AAA, and then Hunter Renfro was DFA'd. So if you're keeping track at home, Harrison Bader to the injured list, Hunter Renfro DFA'd, the two guys that I was so excited about on waiver wire day are now no longer here. Now there's a good reason for that. Neither one has been very good at the plate. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say Hunter Renfro. Harrison Bader has been good in the field. I love the range and I love the glove and I love his arm in center field. Love to see that he's been abysmal at the plate but so is Hunter Renfro and Hunter Renfro doesn't have a good glove and he's not good on the base paths so it was obvious that the Reds should move on from him I kind of would have liked and I'm a kind of guy that I'm like you know what maybe give the guy another minute I mean 14 games is not a huge sample size I mean it's very tiny but I get it because when you compare him and, and, and kind of the way it looks is that it's it was either Hunter Renfro or Stuart Fairchild. And neither one, the hitting stats are very impressive. I mean, Stuart Fairchild at least has an OPS plus of 88 on the year. Hunter Renfro in his 14 games as a red had an OPS plus of 18. Again, league average is 100. You do the math. Uh, and and that was the reason that he's here. The the big bat, the big power bat. He has one home run. He hit that in the nine to four loss to the Cardinals. So that one home run really did a lot. And he did have a game winning RBI in there, but still the, the whole point of this was they compared him to Stuart Fairchild. Fairchild has a glove. Fairchild's good on the base paths. Hunter Renfro's not. And Hunter Renfro's bat is not showing to be better than Stuart Fairchild. So They'd rather uh, take their chances with Stuart Fairchild moving forward. So he is back off the injured list, which that is nice to see. And Alex Young is also back. Of course, he pitched last night in the game. Did give up a run, gave up a couple of hits, so hopefully he can kind of settle down and settle back into what he was doing. Uh, And then the Reds will have two lefties for the postseason. But it it, kind of made sense that... The Reds made these moves. And it was something that, yes, I think if it were earlier in the year, if we weren't at crunch time, you'd be talking about giving them some more time. You'd be talking about Hunter Renfro getting a little bit more time to figure it out. Because Hunter Renfro's bat at Great American Ballpark should have played, should have played well. Harrison Bader, we talked about his career stats at Great American. He loved it in 60 plus games playing for other teams. Harrison Bader looks pretty good at Great American. But overall, there's just no time. There are now 10 games left. You have to have your A game every single game. There, there's no, Well, oh, let's start this guy and see if he can figure it out. There's no more figuring it out. You figure it out during the offseason. You figure it out during next spring training. You figure it out, you know, and, and really, we don't even need guys that are trying to figure things out next year to an extent. But when it comes to Hunter Renfro, it made sense. I, I I understand the move. And speaking of figuring out, because this this next thing, Matt McLean, we got a good update on him. He's taking BP. He was he was uh, you know participating in fielding drills before the game on Monday night. Everything's looking good. So as long as everything continues to look good with the oblique. He's going to have rehab in AAA later this year, or later this week, sorry. Going to have a rehab outing, um, which actually, I think, no, AAA's still playing. So uh, he'll play rehab in AAA, and then he should return to the big league club next Tuesday. That's if everything goes according to plan, which we know how injuries can go sometimes. But honestly it needs to go according to plan because he's only going to have five regular season games to play at that point, but it'll be great to get him back because the reds desperately need him, which coincides with something I want to talk more about next week, but I think that's going to put a little bit of a cramp on Ellie de la Cruz's playing time. It kind of stinks a little bit because I love Ellie and he's got an amazing future. But for these final 10 games, and when McLean comes back, it'll be five games. But at that point, the Reds aren't going to have clinched the wild card. I just, I, I can't see that happening. So they're going to be in a dogfight for the rest of these 10 games to make sure that they're one of those three teams at the end of it. So every single day, they got to put out their best team. And and Matt McLean, I would think, is going to get playing time every single day because he's been... Uh, one of the best players on this roster, easily one of the best, arguably the best player on this roster. So, you know, it's obvious the Reds roster is still a work in progress as we go through the final couple of weeks of the season, but that's what Nick Kroll gets paid the big bucks to do. They weren't expecting this. All right. There's no realm of reality. There's no explanation that you can give me to say that Nick Kroll and David Bell and everybody in charge of making this team go expected this to happen this year. They can say, well, it's, you know, it's the goal to make the playoffs. It's the goal to be a winning team. But they weren't set up to do that. They ran back the same bullpen that struggled through all of last year. They ran back largely the same starting rotation that had injury problems last year. And they ran, they ran out a lineup that was just waiting on these rookies to get here. The fact that these rookies have panned out so well, so fast, really just shows, like, that's why everyone is so mad about the trade deadline. And I get it. But they weren't planning. They, they, they weren't trying to go for the playoffs this year. They were hoping that everything they had put in place for 2023 would work out. 2024 is when the plan begins. So if they can make the postseason a year early, that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be with the team that they've had for the most of the season. That's that's why we've seen such a weird, you know, we're we're seeing these bullpen days at this point because the Reds have dealt with so many injuries and they didn't plan on having 19 starting pitchers. But if Connor Phillips can catch fire, that's going to be so important, not only for the stretch run to make it to the playoffs, but for the playoffs themselves as well. You know, it, we talked about something the other day, and um, it's, it's the big topic when it comes to the Reds, uh, outside of their performance. Is this Joey Votto's last homestand? He said something. That has me wondering about something I said and, and, and whether he will return next year. I'll tell you why coming up next. Before I do, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate for you. In addition, you will be able to send your physician a message for answers to treatment uh, at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers The Jace Case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication that you need in an emergency. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Remember, if you can't be down at Great American Ballpark for this final homestand, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. You can also follow the podcast on all your favorite platforms, including right here on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching today. If this is your first time, make sure you hit that subscribe button and, and click the the bell to get notified whenever we go live. Make sure you click the like buttons as well. It helps out with the algorithm as we try to get the get the shows out to a wider audience and see if we can catch some more Reds fans. And who knows, maybe we catch some Twins fans that just want to see what's going on in Reds country. The other day, um, I gave my take on what I think will happen with Joey Votto. And I said that you know, the Reds, come what may, they're gonna to have to pay him a little bit of money, whether they pick up the option or whether they buy him out. If they buy him out at seven million, they could probably give him another three or four or something like that to come back. The issue will be he's not gonna be an everyday player, probably mostly DH, things like that. So that'd be something he would have to accept. And he said something. That now has me rethinking that entire take. Um, I've changed my tune. I, I think this is Joey Votto's last homestand with the Cincinnati Reds, and it's it's a it's about a two minute clip that uh, he gave. C Trent asked him, you know, what he thought about this possibly being his last homestand. And this is what, this is what Joey had to say. I didn't get the video. I couldn't get the video, but I got the audio and I got some pictures of Joey. If you're watching here on YouTube. Um, But it's key because at the end, toward the end, there's a, there's a point where he looks at the camera and his eyes are glossy. And I want you to listen to this and
1: you tell me what you think. Um, I don't think that, I don't think about that. You know, I've, I've had, moments where it's crossed my mind and um you know the nice thing about about playing competitive ball is like you're 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 thinking about um today's game and performing well and yeah I as far as you're so caught up in 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 the game the the competition that day and it feels like this past year plus for me personally and tangent kind of speaking personally, has been um, like gone by really quickly. It's been a whirlwind. You know, I feel like uh, since leaving surgery, I've either been rehabbing or or attempting to get back into games or being in games and trying to find, you know, find a competitive style uh, while also doing the rehab, while also kind of not new normaling, but like getting trying to get back to a a strong place physically. And so um, it's just gone by so quickly. And as far as uh, this being a last uh, homestand, you know, I, I just, you know, if that's the case, I can't do anything about, I don't want to say I can't do anything about that. But I just, I'm having a really good time playing in, in, in really meaningful baseball with like some fun teammates. And so however it shakes out, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to help out. I just want to play. I've, all I've ever wanted to do is play. It's the most important thing to me. Um, yeah. And that's, um, that. if you're watching on YouTube, the last picture
0: that kind of scrolled across your screen, uh, that was, I, I took a screenshot of a video that I tried to download. I couldn't quite get the download, but that, that was kind of the picture that I was looking at. Um, I think... I know for me personally, I've been in denial about this a little bit. I, I keep thinking, sure, Joey's going to be there. Joey's always been there. I mean, he's been he's been a red uh, for everything that has been good about this team since its last playoff advancement. He is going to be. He's going to go down as a team legend, and. the roster dictates that he's no longer the alpha. And he's talked about, you know, early on this season, he's like, "Ah, I'm fine with that. I understand. And he even mentioned a little bit, not necessarily that he's, you know, the alpha and all that, but he's like, I just want to help. I just want to be a part of this team. I just want to help this team win. And, And he's always been a guy that measures his words very carefully. And you could tell it right there, like the thing he wanted to say is whether I come back or not, it's not up to me. And then the moment he said that, he's like, wait, no, 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 that, no, I can't say that. I I don't want to say that. But I think that's what he was thinking. I don't know that Joey Votto wants to be a part-time player. And I think that if he thinks he's healthy enough, he's going to pursue... Full-time play, I don't know where that would be. And I'm sure he would want to be on a contender, but I know that he's always said he wants to be on a contending Reds team. That's always been his goal. But I think if that means he's only playing 80 games, 85 games, 90 games, or something like that, I wonder if that then leads him to wonder if he wants to play that few. He's never been a guy. He's always said he wants to play 162 games. That's his goal. His favorite stat, and I I remember him saying this multiple times, his favorite stat is games played. It's not on base percentage. It's not barrel percentage. He did talk a lot about barrel percentage over the last few years, but his favorite stat is games played because he says only the true greats have a super high number of games play because you have to be super great to be in this game long enough to get a super high number. And I just don't know that he wants to do the Miguel Cabrera thing. And based on that clip, and, and I encourage you to go find it. I know that uh, uh, Joe Danneman tweeted it uh, out last night post-game. Just watch how he says what he says in that clip I just played. He he has a quote a couple of weeks ago in an article by Gordon Whitmire on the Athletic or on on, on the Inquirer uh, that said he's he's like you know I I fantasize about one day just hanging him up, disappearing, deleting my social media accounts, and just going off and living life. I don't necessarily know that he'll actually do that to the letter. But that's the most that Joey Votto's ever talked about not playing baseball. It's been this year. And one of the things that we, we like to do on the show is read the tea leaves, kind of look at what's coming down the pipe, just get you ready for it as Reds fans. And I think we're watching the final home games of Joey Votto's career in, in, in a Cincinnati Reds uniform whether or not he's playing with somebody else i'm not sure but i i also wonder if he's offered that part-time gig if he doesn't turn it down it's going to be rough man i you know don't like to cry very often but sunday's game we're going to be down there hosting the pirates could very well be the last game that Joey Votto plays at Great American Ballpark as a member of the Cincinnati Reds. And there's there's so much that we're going to talk about uh, with Joey when it comes to between now and the end of the season. Hopefully, playoffs, you know, he gets to play in the playoffs with this team. Because his legacy is going to be far more individual than I think even he wanted it to be. He wanted to be on a playoff team. He didn't sign a contract. There's so many weird people out there that think that he signed a contract knowing that he would hamstring the organization. That's that's insane. That is a terrible take. It's not true. The The organization used his contract as an albatross and a reason to not put players around him for so long. I just don't know. I don't know what's. I I, I don't now. And now hearing that clip and seeing some other things that he said, it just makes me think that this is his final year here. I he's not a guy, and Joey Votto's personality is not the such that he wants a possible retirement to overshadow what the Reds have done this year. He's not a guy that wants to make some sort of farewell tour for 162 games where opposing teams get him gifts and stuff. That's not him. So I I could see that happening. Hopefully, the Reds send him off in style. But that's where we're going in today's podcast. Before we get out of here, don't forget, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. That'll wrap up this edition of Lockdown Reds. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the show. We got a bullpen day coming up at a very critical juncture. So we'll be all over it on the next Lockdown Reds podcast because we are Lockdown Reds every single day.